Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos and welcome back to So Over 50 Thursday. Grab a cuppa and stay listening. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for joining us on Sew Over 50 Thursday, where today you'll hear from another Sew Over 50 follower. Let's welcome C. Hi C. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Okay, good. How are you? Good. Oh, you've got the coat behind you that you put in for the ASG. I did, yes. That was such a good piece of work. Thank you. Actually, you know, once it's done, it's not done. I'm still adding other things to it as I go along. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose you can't switch your creativity off. No, it just doesn't shut off. And it seems that I get my best ideas at the very last minute. So sometimes they actually happen after the fact of whatever contest they're supposed to be in. Okay. All right. Thank you for coming on to Selgren I Style Podcast for So Over 50. Oh, you're quite welcome. This is a surprise to me. It's very exciting to be asked. What is your Instagram name? My Instagram name is CSOs. That's uh, C with two E's, a partly a take on my name and just partly just an idea of trying to find a handle that was me, but was kind of anonymous just to be safe on the computer. Yeah. And you're getting your computer skills up to speed now, aren't you? That's one of the things you're focusing on. I'm getting there. There's a lot, there's a lot to learn. (laughs) And things keep changing as well. So keeping up with what skills we have to have when we want to share our sewing is really ongoing. Well, I have to say that so over 50 actually helped a lot with that because from time to time, they, you know, they'll do a little educational post on, you know, what some of the buttons are for and how to do certain things that you might want to do. I read those avidly because everything that they posted up there, I did not know. So they really helped me with that. I guess the new thing I have to learn is how to use reels. Like I've read it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. So I guess I'm going to have to just try it along with the instructions and see how things work out. That's all you can do is try. Yes. And that's the fun part. I really like the adventure of trying out the new things to see what works for you. You never know what could come out of it. Well, I'm getting a podcast interview. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So see, where do you live? Can you describe it to our listeners? I live in the northeastern United States. I have kind of been vague about exactly where that is because, you know, I don't want to get into any type of situations where I might endanger myself or my family. That's fine. Stuff goes on on IG all the time and you just 
have to be careful. I have to say my account actually has been hacked a couple of times. Wow. And the first time it happened, it was a little frightening that somebody would just take your information and then, you know, try to extort money or other things from people who are following you. It just is such a violation of not only your privacy, but the people that, you know, are, are trusting enough to go onto your pages. Yeah. So I've always been very private about things. So it's, it wasn't unusual that I'm not actually wanting to use my real name and not wanting to say exactly where it is that I live. But yeah, we're very happy in my part of the Northeastern United States today, probably all over the country, actually, because we're getting our change in president that we have really wanted for a long time. So it's been a great day. Great. How did you start sewing? Tell us about your sewing journey. I actually started sneaking sewing on my mother's old black and gold singer. When she and my dad would go to the grocery store, I would take it out of the closet. I wasn't supposed to mess with it at all. And sew together little scraps of fabric or things that I found to make clothing for dolls. And she had to know that you know, children never put things back the way they take them out when, they, when they're when they tampering with something. So she had to have known that I was doing this, but that was kind of my first venture into it. And then when I was a young teenager, I was actually exposed to 4-H. And I was the person that went around to everybody's house to help them with the project because I was interested in it and they were maybe semi-interested in it. So after I finished mine, I went all to all my friends' houses that were in 4-H and helped them out with their projects. And I guess then I kind of got away from it for a long period of time and then picked it up again after college. You know, you're out of school, but you really don't have a great job yet, but you want to be stylish in your new life. So I started sewing a little bit of things again. And since I had a job, I was able to actually purchase a nice sewing machine for myself. So I started in with it and then got away from it again, being more social, and then picked it up again after my children were born because it was a help, you know, to get things that we wanted for the house and also clothing for the kids. And then after that, I've just been doing it in some form or another ever since. It's just getting to be more and more and more a part of me. I have, of course, got involved with the American Sewing Guild. As you know, I'm really involved with ASG. I have been a president of my chapter. I've been a neighborhood group leader for years and years and years. It's just, you know, we just have to keep this group going no matter what. And I've taught. I would like to do some more teaching I have done flea markets with goods that I've made. I've made goods for clients. Of course, the mask making now is all the thing that everyone's doing, but um, being fortunate enough to be able to keep my paying job during the pandemic, I was not charging for masks. So I mostly made for family and then friends who asked me about masks, I would most certainly make them for them. I guess that's my sewing story. It's continuing to evolve. The newest thing that's happened for me has been Instagram. And through that, I have been able to actually become a Minerva maker now. Yes. I'm getting noticed. Things are going on. So let's see where it goes from here. It's really pretty exciting. 
Oh, I'm so glad I met you then because I'm also a Miniver maker. Okay. So have you been doing this for a while then? You can probably, we have to, we have to chat later. I kind of need to know some things now. I've gotten my first fabric. I've decided on my project. I actually cut it out last night. So now I realize once I get it done, there's other stuff I have to do that I'm not so familiar with. So I probably will tap into your expertise on that. Yeah, we'll have to compare notes, I think. Great. Okay. See, I'm from Australia. I've heard of 4-H. Can you explain what 4-H was? 4-H is actually a community-based organization that teaches not only sewing, it also has stuff for the boys to do, but it basically gets the children extracurricular activities, gets you interested in some extracurricular activities that you may not necessarily get in school or through your home. You know, it's something for kids to do after school or on the weekend to give them some extra socializing activities. And so sewing was one of those extracurricular activities. Sewing was one of those extracurricular activities, yes. Right, got it. Thank you. Well, I always wanted to expose my children to as many different things as I could because you really don't know what is going to pique their interest. Yep. That could also lead to their career goals as they get older too, doesn't it? Exactly. And expose them to different varieties of people. You know, the different things that you get involved in, you meet people from other walks of life, from other neighborhoods that you might not get a chance to meet just going back and forth to school and, you know, playing basketball in your own neighborhood playground. So I thought that was really very important. That's how we become unafraid of each other, I think. Yeah, it does. You know your community and so you feel safe that way too. But by getting out and being at an early age, being around others that are different from you, you learn basically that everybody wants the same things in life. And because a person looks different than you or speaks differently than you or has some a different religion than you does not mean that there's something wrong and that you should be afraid to befriend them and to get to know them. Tell me about your experience with So Over 50. Uh, So over 50, I was really searching the internet, searching Instagram, looking for other sewers like myself, persons of color a lot, and then also people in my age group. I am actually 60 plus. So a lot of the things that I initially saw on Instagram were from younger sewers. And they're very enthusiastic, but a lot of them, even the the folks that everyone is following and watching, don't really know as much as the older sewers that I've come in contact with. So it was really wonderful to see So Over 50 come on the scene. I was like, yes, these are my peeps. These are the people who know the pattern makers that I know, who know the educators that I know, the books that I know, that were taught to sew the way I learned to sew. So that was important for me to really key into that group. I was hesitant to say some of the things that I knew to the younger sewers because I didn't want in any way for them to feel offended or that I was trying to say that I know more than you. I know a better way to do it. I didn't want that. So I would hold back from saying a lot of things. But I like the way the uh, sewing community in particular is set up on Instagram because we all are very respectful of each other. 
And that was important to me to get involved anywhere on Instagram because some of these sites that you go to, that is not the case at all. And I really did not want to get involved in situations where, you know, people are flaming each other. I didn't, I didn't do with that. So the fact that our sewing community is always, we make a point of being very respectful to each other is, is important and makes it fun for me. That's really good to hear. Have you had a look at any of the challenges that So Over 50 have put out? Yes, and I have participated somewhat in some of them. They had done one, uh, maybe it was last year or the year before, where you did a pattern of where the uh, model on the front was over 50 person. I did participate in that. Oh, yeah. They kind of got me with this newest one they have with uh, the patronizing of the small businesses because I spent an awful lot of money in October. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, November, you have to behave yourself. So I don't know if you're going to be able to participate in that one or not. (laughs) I understand what you mean. And I think the nice thing about this particular one, the So 50 small business support, you know, you don't have to be part of it, but this is probably the first challenge that they've had, which is being sponsored. And two years down the track, and this is the first time small business has said, we recognize So Over 50 and we want to help you. Very good. Very good. Well, I think, you know, with everything that's going on in the world this year, we're all realizing that we have to help each other. Yeah. You know, if we're all going to be successful and there's room for everyone to be successful, that we should, you know, reach out and help each other. I agree. It'll only build a stronger community. You know, and sewing itself has come into its own this year because of the mask situation. You know, the sewers were the people that stepped up to the forefront when the PPE was lacking and said, well, we have fabric, we have elastic, we can do this. And they did, you know, they really did. I think an American Sewing Guild has made over 10,000 masks so far. I believe that's the last figure that I saw. And that's just the American Sewing Guild too. Yes, yes. And the Sewing Guild is worldwide. Is there a Sewing Guild in Australia as well? Yes, there is. We've got the Australian Sewing Guild and they have the Monday podcast. Okay. So that's been really good for the Australian Sewing Guild members and for any members because They've been putting some online tutorials and Zoom meetings, which they had never done prior to this year. Yes, we've been doing it too. And I think we actually had an annual meeting last weekend, last Saturday. And the consensus was that we want to keep having the Zooms even after we resume meetings in real life, because it helps people that are unable to get out, you know, if the weather's bad, you know, folks that are infirm and cannot get out, we're going to be able to reach them if we continue with the Zooms. So it's made us all learn and it's it's been for a good reason. It's making us all more accessible, which is great. Yes. If there are any listeners who are thinking about joining So Over 50, following that account, what advice would you give them? Come on and join in. I'm always on when I see someone that has celebrated their 50th birthday and they're so happy that they're able to join them. I try to always, you know, welcome them and say, hi, how are you? Because it's a great community. And very funny, you know, by the time you get over 50, you're kind of very accepting of whatever body it is you have, you know, whatever skill level you have, however your room looks at the time when you're taking a picture, like all of that fancy stuff doesn't really make that much difference anymore. It's really a good time of life to be in. It is. It's a great time and it's a great group to be part of. Yes. See, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast 
and especially for Sow Over 50. I really think that the work that you're doing for the community can only keep us together because we're being more accepting of each other. Yes, and that's all that's required. Just accept and be respectful. You don't always have to agree. That's okay too. Yeah. Minds and hearts can be changed and opened, but it was great. I appreciate so much you asking me to be on. Quite an honor. Very exciting. I think it's exciting that I've actually got the chance to meet and speak with you and that our listeners can hear your story too. So I think that they're going to find that I'm pretty much just like them. Everybody has their own particular way that they got here, but we all got here to the same place. We did. Thank you so much, C, and have a lovely day, listeners. Bye-bye now. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for So Over 50 was produced by me, Maria Theharis, with permission of C, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcasts, but with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and from all good podcast apps. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.